I struggle with looking at my naked body in the mirror before and after taking a shower, specifically my stomach. Hey guys, welcome to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And before we dive into today's episode, we want to do a little life update again for you guys. Yeah, not much going on over here. Yeah, I was literally trying to premeditate this and I'm like, I really don't have that much to share, but I guess I'll try to think of something. Um, I do want to say thank you to everybody who has listened to our second episode that dropped Mm -hmm. last Saturday. Yeah, honestly, it's been really cool just kind of starting this podcast and seeing all of the support from you guys, from our listeners. And I was like talking to Dustin the other day and I was like, hey, guess what? I'm a podcaster, (laughs) (laughs) which is so weird. I love it, though. I think it's exciting. It's like a new thing that we're getting to like put our time and energy into. And I was telling Haley that I think I was born to be a podcaster because I literally don't have to get cute in order to do it. (laughs) So I can wear my fuzzy ass socks, my leggings, a baggy ass t-shirt. I can wear my sunglasses if I want to, which I considered doing today. But luckily, the room's a little dark or else I would. Maybe we'll make it on YouTube one day, though, and like we'll need like a full on glam squad. You know, one day that will happen. Yeah. Let's just put that into the universe. (laughs) But my glam squad is going to know that I'm allowed to wear baggy t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, since we chatted last, was able to actually get on that call and share about my experience with alcohol, which is something I actually shared with you guys in last week's episode that I was like excited about it and nervous about it. And it happened. I did it. It was amazing. I literally was like dry heaving in the bathroom, like so nervous beforehand. Oh like, my I God. I was like so nervous, but it was incredible. So, so how many people were on it? <laughs> there was like 175 people there. Oh my God. I would poop myself. Yeah. I didn't count till after. And it's funny because like I was trying to prepare myself and I'm like, okay, like taking all these notes in my phone, getting all anxious beforehand. And then I get on the call and I like barely used my notes at all so it's funny because I'll build it up in my head beforehand and then I'm like okay I got this so I always do that with like situations of like something new I like pre-meditate it so hard that I psych myself out and I like imagine it going all these different ways and then I do it and I'm like that wasn't so bad why did I just like spend all of that time with like anxiety and then I don't know about you but like I always mentally black out in situations like that Mm -hmm. so like if that would have been me on the call afterwards, I would have been like, okay, that's over with. I have zero recollection of anything I just said. So I hope that went good. Well, that's why I wanted to prepare because I didn't want to get there and like freeze and have no clue what I wanted to say. Like I wanted to give the people that were listening value. I wanted to be able to like properly convey my experience. So I was like, if I don't prepare for this, I'm just going to get on there and be like, well, and like have no clue what I'm going to say. So I do feel like it was nice to prepare because there were certain key points that I was able to talk about. Um, And then a lot of people afterwards, it was so cool because people like get to share their experience too. And everybody's like, thank you so much for sharing. I relate so much. And it was just, it was amazing. So yeah, worth it, so, so good. That's so exciting. Yeah. And in the future, you'll be doing tons more mm-hmm. of those. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because that's been like a really big goal of mine ever since I stopped drinking. So it's super cool that you got yeah. to check that off the list. Uh-huh. Just like starting your own podcast. Yeah. You checked that off the I list know. too. I oh, know. We're just getting shit done. 2020 mainly, so bad. Mainly because we've had a lot of downtime this year. So. It's freaking <laughs> insane to me that it's already the month of August. Like, I are know. you freaked out by that too? Yeah, I feel like my mind is still in March. Yes. Like, I still think it's March when yes. I wake up in the mornings I know. because I, these last few months have just been like a complete blur. Yeah. So does that mean that we like skipped our 28th birthday and we turned 28 again? Next I'm pretty year? sure. Yeah. Okay. I think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, I know you wanted to share a little bit about one of the books you're reading. Yeah. So my only life update really for, well, I guess I have two kind of life updates, but for the last week. Um, I So my doctor has actually been mentioning this whole blood type diet to me for quite a few months. Um, I've already lost a lot of foods in my diet that mm-hmm. I was kind of just like, yeah, whatever. I'm sure I'm already eating right anyways because I've literally taken so many things out of my diet already. And I kind of just kept like pushing it off, pushing it off. And he finally was like, okay, we're figuring out your blood type. Like literally like pushed me into the lab, got my blood drawn. And then um, he ended up, what was weird is he ended up being right in guessing what my blood type was. Weird. That's just a weird doctor thing, I guess. I yeah. have no idea. I was like, how do you guess someone's blood type? But apparently he could figure it out by the things I've told him in my yeah. visits. So props to him. But found out I'm an O positive blood type. And of course, once I found that out, I was like, okay, what the hell does this mean? Now Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued. (laughs) So he told me there's this book called Eat Right for Your Type. Order it on Amazon. It was like 13 bucks, I think. Ordered it on Amazon. It is the easiest read, Mm -hmm. first off, which is nice because sometimes scientific type books like that can be like exhausting to Mm -hmm. read. Um, I started reading it. And realized that there was so many things that I have like intuitively learned over the last few years of like trying to learn to intuitively eat that were now like being put together by this blood type book. Yeah. Like one of those being that like red meat makes me feel the best. Yeah. I've learned that about two years ago. Never knew why. Mm -hmm. Apparently it's because of my blood type. Yeah. So I'm like, holy shit. The weird thing, though, I can't eat avocados anymore. Apparently, what? avocados are blood, or blood, bad yeah. for my blood type. That is so weird. Yeah, that's really, so. There really goes strange. your um, poke bowls. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't that sucks. About it too much, but you know, I think it's crazy because when you started sharing some information about different foods for different blood types, it was cool to see that different people can do good with like meat in their diet or people do better on a plant-based diet or people do better with no sugar and no carbs. And it's funny because we like hear like, oh, this is the best diet. This is what you need to do. But we're also, I mean, I don't know my blood type, so I'm not educated in what would actually be best for my blood type. But so many people are easy to say like, this is the way you need to do it. But the truth is, is that it can be a different thing for everybody. Exactly. That's you know? I feel like we should definitely do like an episode on like nutrition just yeah. out of the things that both of us have learned because I feel like we have a lot of good stuff that we could give. Yeah. So I won't go into it too much because I could use a lot of this mm-hmm. book for that. But yeah, I definitely learned why some diets work for some people and why they don't work for other people. Mm-hmm. So 
Everybody out there, learn what your blood type is. Buy that book on Amazon. It's called Eat Right for Your Type because <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. And I'm going to go get my blood type tested. Yep. Is and that then, what you do? Yeah. You just okay. go to a lab and ask them, you know, hey, can I, I wonder, do a test to get my blood type figured out? Would it's my doctor know already? No. Okay. Not unless they've tested you for it before. Okay. It's like an actual lab test for your blood type. Why the hell don't people do this more often? Because nobody knows. Have you ever donated blood? No. Okay. Because they do tell you when you donate blood what your blood type is because they have to know that, obviously, when you're donating blood. Yeah. So you can find out that way. Yeah. Um, people with tick-borne illness do not donate blood. PSA. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So you could do it that way. But. Okay. Um, another thing I guess I finally figured out in my life that I'm really excited about. I learned that if. I wake up one morning and I'm feeling decent and I shower and curl my hair. I can go three days without having to wash it again. Whoa. Wait, when's the last time you washed your hair? Friday. Because I was like, she feels like shit and she curled her hair. That's pretty impressive. See, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Friday was Friday morning. I woke up, showered, curled my hair. This is it. I mean, that's the thing, though, right? When it's curled, it still looks decent. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, do you just use dry shampoo? Or no. What the hell? Like it just. My hair would look so freaking greasy right now. It just. I mean, you can use dry shampoo, obviously, <laughs> yeah. if you need to. But. Nice. Yeah. It's just I'm like, this is a hair hack that I have needed for years. Yeah. I went it. on my Zoom call like third day into my hair And somebody on my Zoom call was like, oh, my God, your hair looks great. I was just like, yes, I know. Thank you. And then I was like, yeah, definitely didn't curl my hair today. Curled it three days ago. I typed that to her in the chat because I felt guilty. I was like, girl, you need to know about this hack. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're willing to share and so excited about it. I'm super excited. Yeah. Because now my hair can look cute all the time with like half the effort. Yeah. So I'm going to have to try it. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really have any life updates, to be quite honest. I've been sleeping a lot. Yeah. Working. <laughs> I've been breaking out a lot. That's oh, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Period time's coming up. Exciting. Yes. Yeah, I um was trying to blame my acne on my mask the other day, and then I got really <laughs> bad breakouts on my forehead, and I was like, what do I blame this on? <laughs> my period. <laughs> so <laughs> that's coming. Yeah. Uh, we actually are pretty synced on our periods, I'm, I know. I think. Um, so we are definitely going to be recording a period episode here soon for you guys to listen to. Yeah. And we're going to be in real good moods while we do it. I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be interesting. We'll do good. We'll do good. (laughs) But all right. So I guess we can kind of dive into our episode today now, right? Yes. Let's dive in. All right. We're excited to have you guys here, and today we wanted to do an episode all about body image. Yes, I'm excited to talk about this one. Yeah, I think it's something that both Haley and I have definitely struggled with Mm -hmm. um, for probably a good portion of our lives. Mm -hmm. I think that the society that we live in really doesn't give you a choice but to um, have some negative experiences with body image for sure. No matter how you look. Mm -hmm. yeah or who you are no matter how you look that's so true if you're listening to this and you don't struggle with body image 
we need to hear from you. Shout out to you. (laughs) (laughs) We want to hear all the tips and tricks. (laughs) I will say, though, I don't think that this is something that I really struggle with much anymore because I come from more of a place of like, I accept myself, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I just want to throw that out there. But it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You didn't get there easily. No, it wasn't like you just woke up one morning and you were like, I love everything about myself. Like, (laughs) And there are definitely still days where I feel a certain way about my body, but it's something that I just feel so much more confident in. And so I hope that you guys listening to this episode can actually take some advice away from this and apply this to your life, but also realize that it's, it's, you're not going to feel a hundred percent all the time. And I honestly just think that that's part of being a woman. Yeah. It's pretty normal, um, to have like negative views. Mm -hmm. I feel like about yourself. (laughs) I mean, I would say most people probably have more negative views than they do positive views about themselves, whether that's physical or mental or, you know, anything Mm -hmm. in life, but it's kind of sad. And I know that guys actually experience this too. I think they just probably don't mention it as easily as we do. But I know I definitely know some men in my life that are like, I'm not going to take my shirt off at the beach or like, you know, what's so funny is as we were talking about this and I said, it's something that women struggle with instantly. I thought about Dustin, my husband, because I know that this is something that he struggles with, but there aren't men out there talking about it. Mm -mm. They're not talking about how they feel uncomfortable taking their shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could be just like a whole conversation. Oh, totally. I feel like, um, but I feel like men do that about a lot of things in life, Mm -hmm. honestly, like not just body image. I think they're just, they struggle with being totally open about emotions in general. So I think that's why it seems more so women have negative body image, but I think it definitely goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like when I talk to my husband about it, for him, realizing that a lot of that negative body image actually comes from what other people have said to him. And that's something that I know we wanted to talk about on this episode is Mm -hmm. other people's commentary and that being a big factor in how you view yourself and like what you think and how you feel about your body. People say some pretty mean comments to other people. And I feel like I've said this before multiple times about a ton of different situations, but like Some people will agree with you. Some people won't agree with you. Some people will like you. Some people won't like Mm -hmm. you. And I feel like no matter what way your body looks, some people will think it looks good. Some people won't think it looks Mm -hmm. good. And that's the frustrating part Mm -hmm. because you can get a comment that you look overweight and you can get a comment that you look too skinny. Yeah. And it's just like when you've fluctuated from one to the other and you've gotten both of those comments, Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like. Okay, like I lost all this weight because I thought that, you That's know, that would make me do. happier. That would make everybody else happier. Mm-hmm. And now you guys all tell me I'm too skinny or yeah. think that maybe I have something else going on, like mm-hmm. an eating disorder or something like, yeah. you know, and it's just it's so rough and people just need to keep their comments to themselves yeah. and stop being such assholes. <laughs> well, I think really it comes <laughs> down to like the relationship you have with yourself and For just sure working on that so that the outside comments don't really affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you this, I like the other day, 
I had somebody say, you're getting so thin. And this is a comment Dustin gets a lot and I'm sure you've gotten a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't think people think that that's something that's hurtful, but it's like, that's not necessarily a comment that needs to be made because whether you're viewing it as like a good thing or a bad thing, like you look so thin, like, okay. I mean, yeah, I work, I work out, like I eat healthy, like, yeah, I've lost weight, but I don't think that the way that you're saying this is, I don't know. It's like, why are you making this comment? Exactly. Like, is that their way of approving of you? Or is it a comment that they think that you're going to approve of? Or is it, I don't know. Is it just like an, or is it a projection of somebody who's has negative body image and they're like, you're so thin. I honestly can think of a few people that have made comments to me in my lifetime that I know were coming out of like self-consciousness mm-hmm. from them and projecting it at me. Mm-hmm. I def- I've definitely experienced that. Yeah. I'm sure, sure you have too. Yeah. I can think of one specific moment. Um, so before I got, re- well, before I figured out my health and like what was going on, mm-hmm. um, I had started gaining a lot more weight than I ever had before in my life. I wouldn't say I was like super overweight or anything, yeah. but I was just enough for me to be like, okay, this is strange. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not know, normal for yeah, you. It, I was always at a pretty normal weight my whole life, um, that I was used to. And it just started like showing up. Yeah. And, um, so I was obviously trying to figure out my health cause I had all these other issues going on too. And when I did finally get on top of my health and change some things to start treating my health I did drop a lot of weight really quickly Mm -hmm. and what I came to find out was it was all inflammation yep from eating things that I wasn't supposed to be eating mostly and from stress yeah which stress can affect everything including your weight but long story short I remember posting a picture to social media and I think I was in like shorts in a tank top or maybe it was a bikini top I think it was in summer so I was in shorts and a bikini top And the post was like the caption of my post was talking about how like I had suddenly dropped all of this weight Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be a scary things can happen to you when you're sick type of post. Mm -hmm. Like that's what my meaning was behind it. And then all of these people started commenting on it and they were like, but you look so good. Like you look so skinny. Like you like all of these comments But then all of the people who have experienced this before from also having health issues Mm -hmm. were commenting on it and they were like, wow, like this isn't like you're not supposed to be complimenting her being thin. Like how scary this is a post of her saying like something can tragically change, like not tragically, but something can change really fast when you're sick and you have no control over it. And it was just weird to see both sides of people that have experienced it and know that it wasn't meant to be like, Hey guys, look at me. I'm so skinny now, you know? I don't know. It was kind of crazy. I think that just kind of goes to show that like losing weight and being thin doesn't mean that you're healthy. Mm -hmm. And like, just because you've lost weight, like it may not have been in a healthy way. Like it may not be the optimal weight for your body even. Exactly. Um, was that like triggering for you at all? Do you feel like? Um, it definitely was just because I got so much 
I got so many comments on it that were totally different from the fact, like the meaning behind me yeah. posting it. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, did you guys even read the caption? Yeah, that's not <laughs> how I meant it. And then yeah. I kind of felt awkward. Um, so yeah, I would say it was kind of triggering, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> I not say. at that point. Um, yeah, but like, kind of like I was saying, I just don't think like weight loss always is a good thing, but it's interesting yeah. that that people will comment on it. Like you look so thin, you look so good. And I just think about somebody who's maybe battling like an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't something I've really ever struggled with myself, but like somebody who's maybe not feeding themselves or not taking care of themselves, but then they're losing weight mm-hmm. and then they get the comments and the, the validation I'm doing air quotes <laughs> that they're thin and that they look good but they're not healthy. They're it, it, like, this isn't what they should be doing it, but they get that validation. And so they continue the cycle, you know? Well, for sure. And I mean, I guess I could say it was triggering in the way that like, as soon as I started getting those comments, I felt like I was prettier. Like mm-hmm. people liked me more because I was thinner. And then I was like, well, what happens if I start gaining weight again? Yes. Like that did go through my mind oh my God. because I was like, yeah, I lost all this weight all of a sudden, but I didn't really have control over it. Mm-hmm. So if something happens to where all of a sudden I gain all of it back, like what are people going to say? Are people going to say mean things to me then? Yes. Like, so yeah, I guess it was triggering in that way yeah. for sure. And I think that also is a well, you never know what's going on in somebody's life. I just want to like say that yes. out front. Like no matter what they look like, you don't know the shit that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody and this is a common thing for people with um, like invisible illnesses is you can see somebody and be like, well, you look skinny. Like you look good. You look healthy, healthy. <laughs> and this person's like, fuck you I have cancer or like you know like Mm -hmm. you know nothing about the shit that I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. like I don't (laughs) that's not a compliment yes right now like Like, I could care less let's move below the surface exactly and like have a real conversation that is Mm -hmm. not about my body or how I look Mm -hmm. because that it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter at all but in our society it's just it does Mm mm-hmm And I think we can roll that over into the whole comparison on social media, which we've mentioned before. Um, But there, like you were telling me, there are a lot of apps out there to where people can edit their pictures. Yes. To make them look a certain way. Yes. Well, I think that social media, like one thing that we need to remember, because I know that this is something that so many people struggle with. I know I used to struggle with it. Um, I actually could tell like a personal story about this. Um, But I think just remembering that the pictures people choose to post on social media are ones that they feel confident in. And it's ones that they want to put out there. So somebody is not going to post a photo where they, they don't feel good. Most people don't anyways. Um, And I just think it's important to realize that and to recognize that because if you're going to compare how you look while you're like on your couch eating potato chips, like hair in a bun, unshowered to the person who just posted that photo on Instagram, like, like it's like Instagram versus reality. You know, it's like there is a reality behind that photo. And like you mentioned, the fact that there are photo editing apps and there are so many people using social media to get that validation that they want to look a certain way, that they want people to view them a certain way. So they're going to 
edit their photos Mm -hmm. to look a certain way. And I'll say, I've never edited my body in a photo, but I have whitened my teeth. Oh, yeah, me too. I have smoothed out my face. And it's not something I'll do anymore because Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't want to set that standard and it's not real life, you know? Like, I'll put a cute filter on a photo for sure, but... I think it's funny too because, I mean, I'm totally somebody that's not posted a picture of myself because I thought it didn't look good. Like I've totally done that. And I've, I think it's funny because you and I, we take pictures together often. Mm -hmm. We'll take so many pictures. (laughs) I will probably like about one or two of them Mm -hmm. of myself and she will have taken like 50 pictures of me. And I'll be like, I love these. And that's what's so funny is like, I will hate the majority of them of myself, but then Haley's looking at them and she's like, you should post this one. This yes. one's super cute. And I'm like looking at it like, what the? Yes. I, post that one. I notice it with so many of my friends. Like I'll take photos with them and I'll be like, oh my God, you're so cute. Or like my friends doing the same thing. And then you look at the photos and they're like, okay, will you take another one? <laughs> and I think it's because it's like, we're, we want the best angle. We want the most flattering photo. And this is something oh, I've even struggled so with too. Like when I take photos, like maybe when I'm working out or in my workout gear or whatever, and I post them to social media, I have found myself being like, I only want to post the photo where my body looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a standard I'm trying to remove and to not do that anymore because I realized that by me setting that standard, it also sets a standard for other people on social media. And it's, it's not something that I want to do. Oh yeah. I mean, and you're trying to connect with people on social media. You are inspiring people and motivating people with what you're doing on social media. So they're going to see every little thing you Mm do and they're going to use that as their inspiration. Yeah. So if you're only posting those pictures where your body looks Mm -hmm. the absolute best and then the next picture on your phone, it looks completely different. Yes. Like I think that's really powerful. You were telling me about, um, posting the pictures of like sitting down with your stomach. I think yeah. that you should tell our listeners that too because yeah. I thought that that was really powerful. So I think when I I kind of realized that this is something that I was just doing, I was like, okay, I'll take all these photos and then mm, I don't like the way my stomach rolls in that one. Like I'm not going to post that. I'm going to only post the picture where it looks like my abs are popping because let's be real. I help people with workouts. Like obviously like I want people to like realize how I can help them, but I also want to be real. So I actually just kind of like made a commitment to myself. As soon as I realized that somebody else was struggling posting pictures of herself, I kind of made a commitment that I was just going to post the real shit. Like, yes, I want to like the photos I'm posting, but like if I have stomach rolls when I sit down, like that's not something to be ashamed of. I don't want to be ashamed of it and I don't want anybody else to be ashamed of it. And so I've kind of started just sharing things like that and sharing like the reality of it, but without even drawing attention to it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to say I love my body even though I have stomach rolls. It's more just like I want to normalize like being comfortable in your body, like no matter what it looks like. I want somebody to be able to look at that photo and not think I'm calling myself out for having stomach rolls. Because I've even seen people post photos like sitting down with stomach rolls, like quote unquote, who maybe they they don't have real stomach rolls and they talk about loving and accepting their bodies. But like, how does that feel for the person who when they sit down, they look 
like they have more mm-hmm. stomach, you know? Yeah. Like it still, I think, keeps that comparison side of For things. For sure. You know? For sure. I think that's super powerful because I've definitely seen the people post um, the pictures of an unflattering like pose or something and been like, oh, my stomach rolls right here. And I've totally seen that picture and been like, girl, like. <laughs> what stomach rolls? <laughs> excuse me? Yeah. Like, have you seen mine? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. And I just think like. If we can get more comfortable with ourselves, like that's what we can portray and yeah. like help other people do. But it really starts like with ourselves and not even learning to like love ourselves, but really just to accept ourselves as we are. For sure. And I think that we should definitely um, go into talking about ways that maybe we've been working on overcoming mm-hmm. negative body image. But yeah. first, before we go into that, um, I did post something on my personal social media page asking people do you deal with negative body image if so what are your like some of your biggest struggles and Mm -hmm. I got some really good feedback from people on that so I kind of wanted to read those responses on here and kind of let you and I discuss them yeah and I think the important thing hopefully what you get from this too is that you're not alone in those struggles yeah and that's the whole reason I like asking questions like this on social media is to remind people like hey this is something I'm struggling with do you struggle with it too Mm -hmm. if so like let's talk about it Mm -hmm. I love that okay so um this one literally says I struggle with being overweight my back rolls which is very in tune with what we just talked about Mm -hmm. with the stomach rolls and everything just very similar um let's see here This person said, I struggle once being an athlete and now being sick with chronic pain. So I actually got a lot that are very similar to that. This other person said, gaining weight from being sick and not being able to work out like I used to. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, um, being somebody who's dealt with a chronic illness and still still deals with a chronic illness. Yeah. I used to be a pretty active person. Mm -hmm. I played a lot of sports. I would go hiking. I loved everything like that. And as soon as I got sick, my energy was the first thing to go. Mm -hmm. And I was no longer able to do those physical activities. And you've seen that firsthand with me, how much I can't do these days compared Mm -hmm. to what I used to be able to do. And I know that's a huge struggle for people with chronic illness because chronic illness is kind of weird. Like 50% of the people lose weight when they're sick. 50% of the people gain weight when they're sick. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. And so so it's kind of hard to like figure out why it's happening. I don't know if that depends on what kind of illness you're battling or what. I am not an expert in that. But some people struggle with not being able to like eat enough to gain weight. You know? Yes. Some people barely eat anything and they're like still gaining weight. But for me personally, I just had to try to find some other ways to still move my body as much as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did lose a lot of weight, so I wasn't really trying to lose weight with my exercise. I was just Mm -hmm. trying to maintain my exercise because that's what I was used to doing. Yes. I wasn't used to not being active. Yeah. Um, So yoga did help a lot for me because it's slow movements and you literally are on a mat and you can lay down whenever you want. It's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love when they give you the, like the pose that you can come back to during the class. I'm always like, <laughs> I'm going to come back to this at some point and then I can never get myself to do it. I'm like, I'm going to power through. 
<laughs> I've gone back to that pose many times. I actually um, have taken some hot yoga classes in not the best idea for somebody that deals with fainting issues like myself. <laughs> so yeah, the few hot yoga classes uh, I took, I frequent, frequently went back into child's pose yes. because I'm like, I might pass out during this. It's crazy. <laughs> not good. But um, yeah, obviously, like I don't have answers for these because I'm no expert. Um, but, but I know it's a struggle that yeah. a lot of people deal with and you're not alone in that struggle. I think kind of something you touched on, though, is finding like the movement that feels good for yeah. you and maybe not even looking for like a set outcome. Like maybe maybe looking at movement as a way to feel good versus a way to lose weight. For sure. Because I definitely know some people that um, have an illness or something, but they can still do a 20 minute hit workout. Mm -hmm. They can still go for a couple mile run. Yeah. And then other people look at them and are like, how do you do that? How do you do that? I can't do that. Like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. But then those same people that might be out on a couple mile run right now, two years ago, they might not have been able to do that two mile run. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. You're all at different points in it. I know now I can do a little bit more exercise than I was able to do a year ago. Yeah. A year ago, I was barely able to do anything. So it's a whole nother one of those comparison things. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That where you totally get lost seeing this other sick person doing more activity than you. Yeah. And you're like, well, if they can do it, then I should be able to do it. Yes. No, that's not entirely true. Yes. I feel like you've done a really good job, like listening to your body and becoming very like intuitive with like what you need. And I think that that's something that would just be so beneficial for people instead of comparing and saying, well, they do this. I need mm -hmm. to do this. It's like figuring out that routine that works for you. For sure. It's all about finding what works for you. Hey guys, we want to highlight one of our sponsors, Clean Craft. Clean Craft carbonated beverages are created with hemp extract, nootropics, and other real simple ingredients, including filtered water, juice concentrates, pure ginger, and cane sugar. All Clean Craft beverages are non-alcoholic, THC-free, and made with 100% USA hemp, and they're currently offered in lime, ginger, and cola. Yes, you guys, these are my favorite non-alcoholic beverages. They're ready to drink in a can, and I love the mix of the nootropics as well as the hemp extract because it's designed to power your mood like an alcoholic beverage might, but without the side effects of an alcoholic drink so you can party with these still feel like you can fit in have fun you've got something to drink and we've got a special discount for you guys yeah so when you go to their website which is www.cleancraft.com you can punch in our promo code that is soul and that gets you five percent off your orders and free shipping enjoy um let's see this one I thought was really good. Somebody put, I struggle with looking at my naked body in the mirror before and after taking a shower, specifically my stomach. I could not relate to this more. Uh, same. Like as soon as this person wrote this, I think I always thought maybe I was the only one that did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then as soon as she posted it, I was like, damn. It's funny because <laughs> it's almost like you look at your body in the mirror and the first thing you notice is the thing that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And I know I've personally always struggled with the weight in my stomach. Mm -hmm. 
not saying that you shouldn't carry weight in your stomach. I truly feel like comfortable in my body now. Um, but it's something that again, comes back to the commentary people used to make. Like, I remember my mom saying like, you have like a poochy belly or like my brother telling me that I looked bloated in a certain outfit. And like, so that's the one thing that when I look at myself, I'm looking for, you know, Mm -hmm. I actually have a specific memory of one of my ex-boyfriends telling his sister that her thighs were jiggling. Oh my God. When we were like walking around somewhere and I instantly, I'm pretty sure I hit him. Good. <laughs> I was a little more abusive back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's not cool. You don't no. say that to a girl. Well, and it's skin. It's supposed to fucking move. Yeah. It, it made me so mad when he said that. But yeah, I definitely stare at myself in the mirror before I take a shower and after. I've definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> a lot. Do you feel like that's still something you do now? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I like negatively? Not as negatively now as it used to be, but I'm also at a different place mentally and physically mm-hmm. than, I wa- than I have been. You know, I'm definitely pretty happy with my body now, mm-hmm. whereas I've definitely had times where I did not like my body. Yeah. So. And not even just my body. At the same time as not liking my body, I didn't really like myself back then yes. either. Yeah. As a whole person. Yeah. Whereas now I love myself as a person. So it yeah. makes a huge difference. So I'd like, I guess I'd like to say like, if you are struggling with negative body image, also working on your mental health mm-hmm. and your mental strength and your mental confidence through podcasts like this mm-hmm. or reading books or things that actually empower you and just like working on that instead of I'm working on my body like can be so empowering for sure because if you don't have a good mental state you're not going to have a good physical state mm-hmm. I learned that like first and foremost you learned that too with your journey yeah for and sure it's not just about the physical if you get your mind right it'll be way easier to get your body to where you want it to be yeah well I think in the beginning for me fitness was about losing weight it was about looking a Mm -hmm. certain way but I think once I started to realize like the benefits mentally that came with exercise and also like I started learning to like love and accept myself I just think now I work out for a different reason like yes I love that I can get abs I love that I can have like muscles but Really, it's just about how I feel, you know, like both mentally and physically. Now that I'm thinking about it, do you think that getting your mental state right just made it easier for the physical component to fall into place? Yeah, I definitely think so. Because also like with health and fitness, like you think about if you set out to lose like 10 to 15 pounds and you're going to do that through working out and eating healthy for one, the results are definitely not going to come right away. Like you might gain a few pounds when you fart. Yeah. When you fart, (laughs) when you fart, you definitely actually might lose a pound if you fart. I'm not sure how that works. Oh my God. When you first, we're going to weigh ourselves when we, before and after we fart, after we're done recording, just to give you guys some feedback. (laughs) Uh, I meant to say when you first start working out. And I think for a lot of people, when you set the aesthetics goal to lose a certain amount of weight, it can be really hard to stay motivated and stay consistent with your routine. And ultimately, if you can't stay consistent, you're never going to get to the goal anyways. Um, But I definitely think just like taking the focus away from the weight loss and the goals that you have for yourself and just shifting the focus, like 
to how you feel will empower you a whole lot more. Yeah, I agree. You know, and it gives Mm -hmm. you quicker results. Like if you're like, I'm going to focus on how energized I feel after I work out and then you're done working out and you're like, yes, mission accomplished. Like I guarantee you're going to show up the next day, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, this person said chronic bloating, which I think majority of women deal with bloat. Yeah. But it may be different for somebody who battles like say endometriosis. Well, yeah, it's all different, but I feel like I've, I feel like I've heard from a lot of like research and stuff that women carry weight in the lower part of their stomach, like more so than men do. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's a big part of women's insecurities Mm -hmm. is the bloat and like feeling like their weight is in their lower stomach. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you even think about like when you get bloated during your period or Mm -hmm. whatever, and then you like look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, God, I'm so bloated and you like hate yourself. I think I have like maybe one day a month where I'm not like looking bloated yeah like I I get extremely bloated on my period too but like as soon as my period's done and like you know all of those weird ass period symptoms start to diminish and I get to that one day where my stomach feels flat flatter again and I look at myself and I'm like damn yeah this is nice you know what I swear it's like the next day I wake up and it's like gearing up for my next period I'm like cool that was a nice one like, day of non-bloat 27 days <laughs> <laughs> you know one thing I will say though is like just having this conversation with you and just like realizing that like you struggle with insecurities too mm-hmm. because you're always somebody that I've looked at and been like she like never is bloated like she Aww. never looks overweight so it's just interesting because I I mean, I've probably struggled with comparing my body to you, too, because I used to compare my body to all my friends. Yeah, I mean, I've done it, too. Yeah, Yeah. but I just I think kind of like hearing that, like from somebody else that you've looked at and been like, she never struggles with Mm -hmm. this and realizing that like, oh, you do struggle with body image. It's kind of like we're we're all in this together. We truly are. Yeah, together. We all struggle with the same things. Mm -hmm. It's just a different I was going to say altitudes, but I don't know if that's the correct term. We probably just have all of our own different like (laughs) demons. Yeah. Like the things that we're battling mentally. If somebody listening to this podcast wants to give me some like word lessons, like vocabulary (laughs) lessons, that'd be really helpful. Um, That's funny that you asked for word lessons (laughs) because it definitely is vocabulary. So you might need it. Vocabulary lessons. I just feel like I'm always, I feel like that's also a part of my illness though, is I like frequently blank out on what words to use and I use incorrect words sometimes. Like there's nothing better than the meme that I once saw that showed like a hummingbird and then it was like oh God, it was a hummingbird and then it was like look at this like tiny look at this tiny fidget <laughs> thing or so like you know like they were trying to describe a hummingbird yeah and they like called it something ridiculous I remember seeing that meme and being like that is my brain like that is I look at something and I sometimes can't tell you what I'm looking at and I will try to describe it and the person next to me will be like what the fuck (laughs) that's called a basketball (laughs) oh yeah that's what I was trying to think of this is brain fog so yeah vocabulary lessons I'm in for that um the other one um I kind of want to talk about this because I feel like this is a huge thing for women the booty Mm -hmm. I feel like 
women are constantly judged on their butt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's um funny because I think that it's like you have a your butt's too small or like your butt's too big. Mm-hmm. Like people will legit comment on either. I honestly don't think there is an in between. No. Like I mean, I will say I love my booty. I mean, I like my butt too, but I had to like work on getting to love my butt Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's just, I think it comes back to kind of like the body standards. Mm -hmm. Like we think that we're supposed to be like kind of curvy in that area. And like even same thing with like boobs, like you think that you're supposed to have big boobs as a woman. And I'll say that that's something I've struggled with. Like, My boobs never majorly. showed up. So I know. And I think like <laughs> I started still waiting on those boobs. Yeah. But it's just like the standard of like what a woman should look like. And I think that like, fuck that. But isn't it weird too how it's changed over time? Mm-hmm. Like no butt, no boobs, super thin yes. used to be at a certain period of time was like that was the body like image the everybody strived for. Yeah. And then it came out to be like the bigger your butt, the bigger your hips, yes. the bigger your boobs, like the curvier you are. Yes. That was more accepted. And it like goes in like waves. And it's it like just, it how unrealistic. Me, like how are we supposed to keep up with this? I kind of think about the Kardashians mm-hmm. and how maybe that kind of played played into it. I mean, I definitely think they got famous and then everybody was like, I, their bodies are beautiful. We want to look like them. Yeah. But then I also feel like they probably get a lot of hate for it still mm-hmm. from people that are like, we don't like what you look like. Yep. So it's like, you really can't win. Yeah. It's like, just keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> That's our number one piece of advice from this. Just As, don't uh, make rude comments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'll definitely say. But it's funny because I don't feel like those insecurities really started coming up until other people did start making comments about true my body. But also, I think like in the age where you you start getting interested in men or mm-hmm. women or whoever you're interested in. But once you start realizing like I want to be attractive for this person, I think is when that pressure kind of starts getting put on yourself, you know? I know for me personally when like dating um I'm constantly worried about like what I look like mm-hmm. or like not like what I look like but like what the man thinks yes. of how I look yes like that's been a huge issue for me and I was listening to the girls got eat podcast and they <laughs> were talking about how they were kind of talking about body image a little bit and um one of the girls that they were interviewing she was like, as women, we're constantly like, you know, when you're getting down and dirty, you're constantly in your head and you're like, like, do I look okay in this position? You know what I mean? And you're like, oh my God, like, I don't want to be in that position because my stomach might look weird or my face might look weird. And then I have thought about that so many times. I'm pretty sure I think about it the entire time. Every time. I, it has, it is a, big deal for me like when I'm doing the deed yes I'm way too in my head sometimes I'm way too in my head sometimes that I can't even like you know like get there because I'm so worried yeah about what I can look like oh my god I wonder if men are the same because I don't look at like are we looking at them being like your stomach looks so gross (laughs) exactly so that's what she said she was like we just need to realize men don't give a fuck what no. you are looking like <laughs> when you are in bed. It's true. Like, yeah. if they're 
having sex with you, they're already okay. Yeah, like, they think like, you're sexy as fuck. And I was like, damn, I never thought about it like that. That's, that's so true. That's like, a really good why, point. They already are at this place with me. Why am I still worried that they're not going to like what I look like? Like at that point, it's their own damn fault if they don't like what I look mm-hmm. like. <laughs> it is kind of weird, though, thinking about like we want to look a certain way to be attractive to men. Mm-hmm. But you're so right. I've never looked at a man like that in the bedroom. Yeah, I've literally never looked at my husband and been like, he looks weird from this angle. Like, <laughs> Did your thigh just jiggle? <laughs> yeah, never. Way too into the moment oh. to give a shit. I'm going to think about this conversation next time I have sex. <laughs> so am I. It was my, after I heard that, I was like, I'm going to like start working on that okay. in the bedroom and well, be like, Take your mind off it. He don't give a fuck what you look yes. like. Yes. Like, just enjoy the moment. <laughs> I love it. I think it's going to be easier for me to finish. Yeah. I'm actually excited to report back. <laughs> <laughs> we will do an update. <laughs> yes. Follow up episode. You know, when you were reading some of those comments um, from what people had said, I just, you see the word weight a lot Mm -hmm. and I just think that that's something that is like so interesting that we've become so focused on weight I don't know if that's something that you've struggled with really so I used to own a scale and I used to constantly weigh myself Mm -hmm. like Um, in the morning and at night oh yeah Yeah. to see how it changes sometimes after I pooped yeah just to see how much just to see how low it could get see how many pounds my poop weighed (laughs) Sometimes I take some big dumps. It's not a, it's not a secret. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I used to have a scale. I had it in my bathroom. I would weigh myself. Pretty much every time I went into the bathroom, I would weigh myself. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this consuming mindset. You know, it was like constantly comparing like I'd weigh myself in the morning. I'd weigh myself later in the day and I'd be three pounds heavier. Well, then I would start to be like, well, what did I eat? Like, yes. should I not eat that tomorrow? Like, yes. should I not, you know, what have I been doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it was so toxic. It was such a toxic mindset. And I haven't owned a scale now for two years. And it's amazing. I don't miss it at all. Yeah. I don't even know what I weigh yeah. right now, to be quite honest. Same. I do. I have no idea how much I weigh. Same. But I'm not worried about it. When we were just on vacation, um, it was interesting because both of the hotels that we stayed in had scales. And that's so strange to me yeah. for a hotel to have a scale in the bathroom. I know. I, I mean, Why? I was like, cool, we've got lots of amenities in these rooms. Like I dig that. But I just know that so many people struggle with that number on the scale yeah. that honestly, for me, it was sad mm-hmm. Um, just because it's like we're on vacation. If I step on this scale and I don't like the number, how am I going to feel putting on my bathing suit or that really cute dress that I'm like so excited to wear? Mm -hmm. Like, how am I actually going to feel about that? And I will say, so I had like this really cute dress I was excited to wear and I put it on and instantly I was like, God, I feel so bloated right now. And I was like, you know, fucking what? I'm going to rock this dress because I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just going to like, I love myself. Like, I don't give a fuck. You and know, she takes the scale and chucks, chucks it across it the wall. <laughs> um, no, but it's just sad. Like that. I just I kind of felt triggered by the scale being in there because it's like every time you see it, it's almost like, oh, I want to weigh myself. Oh, for sure. Like even if you choose not to, you're yeah. still you're still every time you see thinking it, thinking about it, like thinking of stepping on. Yes. It. <sighs> yes. It's crazy. I 
I was like, fuck this thing. And then I will say I did step on it once and was like, why? Why did I yeah, do this? Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's was it, it's not like afterwards you were like, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. Well, and it's not like it's bad to want to lose a few pounds to know that you can mm-hmm. like do better and that you can lose weight. But I just think it's so easy for women to like obsess over the number. And like, we also need to realize that our bodies, like especially during that that time of the month, or if you're eating something that is making you inflamed or whatever, like that is going to play into that. And it's like, our weight is supposed to fluctuate. You know, it's yeah. like our weight is going to go up and down. Like you don't need to be at your lowest weight all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, that goes to show how true that is with like pregnancy too. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. when you get pregnant, like you're supposed to gain a certain amount of weight mm-hmm. to that's like healthy. Yeah. So it's like, what about other times in your life? Are there other times in your life that maybe your body feels like it needs to gain a little bit of weight mm-hmm. or lose a little bit of weight? Yeah. You know, like I just feel like that's coming full circle if you can just focus on what makes you feel best doing everything like mm-hmm. in that aspect your weight yeah may still fluctuate a little but you can be okay with it and mm-hmm. you can be like content with it it's funny too because I just thought about this talking about pregnancy people will even comment on people's weight during pregnancy like mm-hmm. she only gained 10 pounds when she was pregnant or she like ballooned up she was like gained like 60 pounds when she was pregnant and it's like this person is growing a freaking child like let's just let their body do its thing honestly though you and I have had that discussion too yeah about how scared we are to Uh be pregnant because of that reason Mm -hmm. well and I will say I it's hard to even think about because it's like it's this body standard. It's how I think that my body should look or how I want my body to look and thinking that pregnancy is something that could affect that in the Mm -hmm. long run. And it's terrifying because it it shouldn't be terrifying. It should just be normal. It Mm -hmm. should be okay. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't give a shit what our body looks like after we've literally birthed a human being out of our vagina. But I deserve to look however you look. Yeah. But I think some of it comes down to wanting to be attractive to my husband. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. And I know a lot of um, like moms, even like single moms too. I'm going to have to date. Yeah. They're worried because they're going to have to start dating again. And they're like, well, now my body looks different because Mm -hmm. I had a child. Like you birthed a human being. Like it's just, it's a bummer because it's totally... It's totally the fear of what other people are thinking. Yes. Then more so than you actually caring, you know? For sure. So it's, it's like a constant work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life is a constant work in progress. It is. That's for sure. It is. <laughs> Did we have any other things we wanted to go over? I feel like that covered a lot of it, but we we do want to hear from you guys. So following this episode, we want you to send us a DM on our podcast or on our Instagram account for the podcast. Um, our Instagram is social soul podcast. And we actually want to hear if this is something that you've struggled with your body image and what has actually helped you. Mm -hmm. Like what, what might you just suggest to somebody who's struggling with their body image or what has helped you with accepting and loving yourself as you are? 
Yeah, because obviously, you know, there's a lot you can cover when it comes to body image. And I think this episode today mainly covers, you know, the negative side of body image. Mm -hmm. But we would love to in the future, you know, do another episode similar to this where we can actually talk about the positive things that people have done to change that way of thinking. Yeah. And so we would love your guys' insight on that. Yes, we would love to empower you to feel good in who you are. Mm hmm. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to rate and review us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And I do want to note that we are dropping new episodes every Saturday. Yes. And we would love if there's somebody that you think could benefit from this conversation that we had today, if you could just send this episode to them, share it with a friend and let them know that they're not alone in the struggles that they're going through. Yep. So have a great day, guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya.